Hello, welcome to Off Curve. I'm Wicked Good, and I am talking to you about Hearthstone as I am driving to the supermarket. It is Thursday, December 31st, 2020. It is New Year's Eve, um, and I'm I'm taking the I've been taking this week vacation, and I actually haven't really left the house in like a week and a half, to be honest. Which is one of the reasons I haven't recorded in a little while. Um, I was stuck in the house all weekend doing, um, doing end of year processing stuff for work. So I didn't really get out at all. And, um, you know, we've just been kind of trying to use what we've had in the house. So we haven't had a reason to go to the supermarket. So I've just been kind of sitting in the house. So, um, yeah, so that, that's why I've been a little bit sporadic, but, and, and, you know, a lot of this is just kind of getting a show out while I'm going, while I'm doing one of these supermarket trips that gives me a long enough drive. I just haven't had that lately. So, um, you know, sorry about that, but you know, these are unprecedented times as they say. Anyhow, um, I, I we won't even talk about my rank cause it's been, um, I, I mean, I'm at legend. It can't be that bad, but I've, I've been kind of disappointed with my play this season, to be honest. Um, I, I think this meta just is not, I mean, I think this meta is not great to begin with, and I think that my play has kind of suffered for it. It's, it's not, so, <clears throat> I'm not a rogue player for the most part. Like, I can play rogue, I have played rogue, um, but it's not my strong suit, and, and the shaman deck is just like, so Evolve Shaman just feels, it does not feel great to play, right? It doesn't feel... It's one of those decks... And this is kind of where I come down on, on a bad meta. Which is that... It's not so much that like... Oh, there's this oppressive deck, whatever. It, it's that when the... You know, the best deck... Doesn't feel good to play with or against. And I feel like that that's kind of what Shaman is. Like, it's just not fulfilling to play, right? Like, when when you win... I mean, and, which is not to say that there is an agency in that deck... Because there are a hundred percent is, but, um, but I mean, when you win, it doesn't, it, it doesn't feel like you really worked for it a lot of the time. And when you lose again, I mean, especially when you lose against it, it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Right? Like there are things you can do in both scenarios, but it's just, it doesn't feel like, uh, you know, like there was a lot of skill involved, even when you're winning with it. So, which is not to say that, you know, it's, it's a, it's a brainless deck. There are things that you can, you can definitely play it poorly and there are things you can do to improve your play with it, but it's just not fulfilling to do that. Right. So I've been playing a bunch of stuff that's not that. And then I try to play that and I don't play it enough. So I lose. And then I play stuff that's not good against it. So I lose. And so it's, it's, you know, just kind of this downward spiral for the last week or so Which you know, fine. Right. Like I'm not, I, I'm not trying to get a finish, even if I was trying to get a finish, there's nothing to get a finish for, um, you know, I'd like to be competing up there, but I'm just, I'm not playing as well as, as those people, and I'm just, you know, I'm coming to terms with that, with it, and it might be at the point where I'm, you know, ready to start getting somebody to look at my play again to see what I'm doing, because I've been feeling, like, like, because, you know, there are, there are times when you know what you're doing wrong, and you, you're just, you know, can't do anything about it. And then there's times when you're just losing, you're not really sure why. And 
I, I don't know how much of it is that. Like, I know my play is generally good, but it's been not as good as I would like it to be. So I guess we'll see. But I'm hoping that there's going to be some balance changes. I mean, we're certainly getting the 35-car mini set soon, so that'll that'll do something. But I'm hoping there's going to be some balance changes to go along with that with it to kind of bring that deck back down. Because, like, when, when a deck like Evolve Shaman is the best deck in the format, it's just not good for the format. It just, you know, it, it's it's unpleasant. Um, so, anyway, so um, I have been, the one deck that I have been having a reasonable amount of success with, if you want to try something a little bit different that's more fun, um, I'll, I'll put a link to Ike's uh, Nazoth Control Warrior, Nazoth Taught Warrior. Um, I played it on stream at least once, and it's it's fun. It's, um, you get to run uh, Fright and Flunky again, and you have a bunch of removal, and you have, like, Scrap Golems, which are the 4-5, that gives you armor equal to its attack when it dies. Um, you play um, Arm Armagadillo, which is a, a card that we haven't seen for quite a while. Um, you play a Scrapyard Colossus. You play Clowns and Yasharaj. So you have the, the Scrapyard Colossus, and you have Nazoth to, um, to corrupt the Clowns. Um, and then you have then you can Yasharaj them back, and when you Nazoth, you get an Armagadillo back a lot of the time, and that buffs your clowns up. So it, it's kind of a fun, grindy deck. It's kind of in my wheelhouse for control. Um, I'll recommend it. Um, it's I don't, I don't know if it's great to climb with once you start the next season, but if you want something to kind of help you get through, you know, the early ranks with, uh, you know, without having to jam Shaman over and over again, it's definitely something that you can try. So... Given what the meta is, I want to kind of have a conversation about tech cards and when we play them and how you should be using them and, you know, what what kind of importance we should be giving to them. Because one of the things that's notable about this meta is that um, Vicious Syndicate has advocated putting weapon removal in pretty much every deck. Even Shaman itself, is, they, have, they have it running Sticky Finger. And it's it's kind of you know it kind of came up in the discord a few days ago around well it's kind of funny how we say that you know you really shouldn't be running tech cards most of the time and all of a sudden cobalt sticky finger is one of the best cards in the meta and and i think that in general yes that's true and i think that a lot of it has to do with the kind of meta that we have and what you need in a meta to get a tech card to go from something that you probably really only want to include in a tournament setting to something that is pretty much required in a deck to the point where you basically have 28 cards and, and two weapon removals. Um, so that, that's kind of what I want to talk about this week because, and, and, and it'll kind of help talk and we'll talk about like what, this is a conversation we've had before, but I think it feels a little bit more relevant now and I can kind of update it for what we're seeing in the meta right now. Um, and that can kind of help you figure out like when you should you be running a tech card, what, you know, what should you be expecting from the tech card? And like, even like what, even though the recommendation is to run a tech card, you should, you need to understand like where you are in the ladder to know if running that tech card is correct or not, even though the meta decks are calling for that card to be run. So it's important to talk about also like what do we mean by a tech card? Because 
it sounds like it's a simple thing, but it, it, there's actually a little bit of nuance to it. And, and one thing that's important is to kind of differentiate between soft techs and hard techs. So a hard tech card is something that is basically, you know, to neuter a particular type of card, right? It, it is a direct counter. And if that card or that class of card is not played, then that then it, it's basically taking up a card slot. So Cobalt Sticky Finger is a great example. Acidic Swamp Ooze is, I mean, it's still a 3-2 body. Like, that doesn't mean that it's, it's something that you wouldn't just play on curve. Like, it might still be an okay tempo minion, like something like an Ooze, but you'd probably rather have something else other than an Ooze in, in your deck, right? Like, this is the reason that Plate Breaker never gets played. Because Plate Breaker, if you're, not all classes have armor, right? So if you're playing Plate Breaker, and it's against a, min, a a class that doesn't have armor. It's a five mana five five. It's okay, but you don't. We don't put five mana five fives in our decks and construct it, right? So like that. That's what we mean by a hard tech. And then a soft tech is something that is generally going to get you. Excuse me, get use, but it's um, but it, it's intended to counter a specific type of deck, or it's designed to make your deck better against something that's in the meta, right? Like Shadow Word Death is kind of a great example, or Minefield is, is another good example. Like, Minefield is a card that you would see a lot early in the last meta when there's a lot of Aggro Demon Hunter and Highlander Hunter and a lot of decks that went wide with a lot of small minions, and you could kind of kill them off reasonably well with a Minefield. Now that the meta's more about big things, about big Edwins and big questings, and minions coming off of a, of a box by Knuckles turn, now those decks have moved more towards Brawl, right? Because that deals with a lot of big minions all at once. So that that's kind of a soft tech, but, that does, but usually like Brawl or Minefield, you can find uses for them in, a, in almost any matchup. But they're intended to make your deck better against a specific kind of matchup. Whereas a Cobalt Sticky Finger or an Acidic Swamp Ooze is basically, it's not, it may not be a dead card because it may be a, like a minion that you can play, but, and get some value out of, but it's, it's greatly diminished if you're not playing against a specific type, type of deck that runs a specific kind of card. So generally, we, uh, typically hard tech cards are, discouraged in most metas it's it's generally an example of um you know someone being tilted right and saying screw that deck i'm not losing that anymore and i'm putting this card that's going to screw them in their deck and and the reason but the reason is that you're you're never just playing against like one deck and, and again tournaments are, are different because tournaments you have bands and you can kind of help yourself along there and you can kind of see what you're going to expect right but in general, like, you're never playing against just, like, one deck. Like, even, like, a deck, even when it's oppressive, when we're talking about, like, a deck being oppressive, it's usually, like, 30% of the meta, right? Which means 70% of the time, you're not running into that deck. So, what, you know, so you're if you're hard teching for one deck, and you only see it 30% of the time, then 70% of the time, you've made your deck worse, Right? So that, that's kind of the, the thought process of, like, when do you include a hard tech versus not? So 
if you're, you know, and, and we'll get into this when we start talking about like where in the meta you, where in the ladder you are in a second. Right. But like, and it doesn't necessarily need to be one deck, but it needs to be that the meta is made up of decks that the card will be good against. So one of the other reasons that we started seeing Sticky Finger is that it's not only good against against um, shamans, but warrior is also fairly common, right? And warrior is sometimes running um, wrench calibers. Sometimes they're running bulwark of Azanoth. So you know they they have different weapons that are valuable that you might want to steal, or that in the case of bomb warrior that you also wouldn't want to recur from a um, from a horde pillager. And by the way, that's the reason that it's sticky finger and not ooze that is being run just in case you were wondering about that, is that, and, and this is the kind of thing when you when you played with or against it once, you kind of figure this out, but if you steal the weapon, it's not destroyed, so then Horde Pillager doesn't trigger, right? So that's the, um, so that's the, re that's the reason that we're, that we're running Sticky Finger, is that if you can hit the first weapon with it on curve, then by the time that they, that, that, it comes down, they won't have broken it, and so Horde Pillager won't bring it back a second time, and then they have to actually draw the other natural weapon. Um, but, you know, so Warrior was a thing. Even Paladin was running, like, Hammer of the Naru occasionally, or it's running Pure Paladin, it's got True Silver Champions, right? Like, that's not what you want to hit with it, but it's, it's, it's still value that you can get out of the card, right? So it's even when you're talking about the meta, you're talking about a decent percentage of the meta that will give you targets for the card that you're running, right? It definitely hurts Shaman a lot. And it has other benefits against other decks that are in the meta. So it's a matter of looking at the meta and saying, is there, are there enough decks that this is good enough against to justify running? Is it more than half, generally? And, and probably needs to be significantly more than half. And it's those are the kinds of two questions that you're asking when you're trying to decide like, does a you know does a tech card have a place in my deck? It's is over, is over half the meta um, vulnerable to this tech, and does it make a difference? Right? Because sometimes you can play a tech card. And it's like okay, well whatever, I'll just do it again, and it doesn't matter, right? Like. Um, you know, Elusia against some of the OTKs, like, again, when it's OTK um, Demon Hunter and it's o and it's um, ETC Warrior, and that was a fair amount to the... It was... Uh, let's say it's a non-trivial amount to the meta, but it also basically turns that matchup from an auto-loss to an auto-win. Right? So you can run Elusia in your deck, it's one card, and it, it basically flips the entire matchup and turns it from unwinnable to unlosable if you draw the card. Right, so like that's that's the point where the value is worth it, even if it's not the entire meta. Because if there's enough of it, then you can justify putting one card in your deck. Um, going all in on Sticky Finger requires it, it to be much more of a a dominated meta by that deck, and also a couple of auxiliary decks that also run weapons, which is the case, right? Like we have we have Warrior, we have Paladin to some extent. Even Rogue can get hooked scimitars off of um off of the 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 whirly kick master or whatever right so there's there's different different things that you can hit so that that's one of the reasons that 
why now is is the answer to that which is now the the meta is so full of weapons that you can run sticky finger and usually hit a target for it so that's the explanation of why tech cards are good right now and, and i think that this is a unique meta that's making it that way the question is how do you use that knowledge so there's a couple of things right first of all if you're playing a deck that heavily relies on weapons bomb warrior evolve shaman something like that you need to be aware that almost every deck you're going to play against is going to have a sticky finger in it even evolve shaman might have sticky finger in it at this point so you need to be aware of that and play around it accordingly and and you know if you can you know obviously you have to be aware of like what type of deck it is like if it's an aggro deck it's probably not going to run a five mana card that just steals your opponent opponent's weapon and doesn't pressure face immediately i mean yes you get to attack with the weapon but still um but like any other deck any sort of a slower deck certainly any highlander deck's going to be running it <clears throat> so you need to play with that in mind um sometimes that means if you're playing bomb warrior um, playing the, the, if you have a weapon that's drawn from a Corsair cache and one that's not, sometimes you play the one that's not so that you're giving your opponent fewer swings with it, right? If you're, um, if you're playing Evolve Shaman, you might take a turn or two more to set up a board to be able to play the, the Knuckles into to make sure that you're going to get value out of it. You're not just going to throw that down on an empty board and not swing, right? So there, there are things that you can do in that regard to um to kind of help yourself out but i think the other thing that you need to be thinking about as you're laddering is paying attention to where you are on ladder and determining if the you know reevaluating as you go when the tech cards are worth it and when they're not right like i've been in extremely low legend for most of the month for like the last week at least <clears throat> um and i'm seeing very few shamans like almost none. Um, but I'm seeing a ton of warlocks. I'm seeing a ton of mages. Those don't run weapons. So, I, you know, it, it would be worth it to me to adjust my list to take out the sticky fingers and put in cards that are better against that. If I'm worried about warlock, maybe I'm running hecklebots. That's something that I've run in a couple of control decks this week. And it's been reasonably successful. You know? Um, but cause like if you're playing against a lot of those decks that don't have weapons, again, you're, you're hurting your win rate across the board to capitalize on that matchup. And if that matchup is not the same 25 to 30% that it is at high legend at, at, you know, diamond two, then you're going to, you're going to be in for a hard time. So you need to be looking at where you are on ladder. And, and tracking your tracking your statistics too. Like again, track track your numbers, track your numbers, track your numbers. Go back, look at, don't don't just go by feel, right? Because that's where you get messed up. Um, and this goes to, if you're considering a tech card also, you know, you always wanna have numbers to back that up. This doesn't mean that you have to run deck tracker. You could be writing down your matchups in a notebook, right? If you don't wanna have deck tracker running, I understand some people don't like you know, you can run deck tracker just to collect the data without having all of the, the stuff in front of you. But I understand that some people don't like that or they don't want to be running extra stuff on their computer. Or you're playing on a, on a, 
you're playing on, on an iPad or whatever, like you, you don't need to be using deck tracker specifically. You can just write all your matchups down in your notebook as you go and then just count them up and see what your see what your spread is. Now, again, you're going to be dealing with small sample sizes. You could deceive yourself, but like you can kind of notice trends, right? <clears throat> like when I was climbing the legend earlier in the month, I did it with soul, with soul demon hunter because I saw that like all of like a lot of my matches were aggro demon hunter, like a lot. And when I continued to climb, it ended up being like 65%. And turns out Shattershard Mystic's really good against that. That's a soft tech, right? Because I'm playing a deck that runs Shattershard Mystic because it's real good against Aggro Demon Hunter. And it's also real good against Highlander Hunter, which were both like a lot of the meta at the time. So, <clears throat> you know, choosing that deck to ladder with specifically, a deck that can run Shattershard Mystic paid off for me. But, you know, that was a matter of paying attention to what I was queuing into and having the data to go back that up and being able to continually check in on that, right? So just because Vicious Syndicate says you should be running two sticky fingers, keep in mind that their audience is going to be for um, high legend and for people trying to climb to legend. If you're already at legend and you're not at high legend, or if you're just kind of, you know, stuck at a floor or whatever, that's, that might hurt you more than it helps you. And you need to be aware of that when you're making your decisions about what to run. Just because Dishes Syndicate says this is the list, it, it's definitely, and, and I'm not saying they're wrong, because they're not for what, they're, for what their audience is and what they're writing for. But you need to square that against where you are on ladder and what you're seeing and make sure that those things agree, right? Because if you're not, then you're running, you're, you're spending two card slots on a five mana four four that is doing nothing for you. And that's kind of the difference between, um, you know, being able to climb efficiently and not is recognizing that sort of thing so that you're, you're making sure that you're adjusting to the decks that you're expecting to see as you go along. Um, so that my, kind of my message to you is yes, you know, pull the decks off of HS Replay, pull the decks off of, H off of Vicious Syndicate. They're generally good, but do make sure you're squaring that against your experience. It's always going to be better if you're tailoring for, for what you're seeing within reason, right? Don't use your stats to back it up. Don't go by fuel because confirmation bias is a thing. And you want to make sure that you're actually seeing the numbers in the quantities that you feel like you are, right? Because, you know, if you're playing against two priests in a row, it's going to feel like you've played against all priests because you probably spent the last 45 minutes playing against priests, but that's only two games out of the last 10 or 15, right? So <clears throat> make sure you're using the numbers to back up your feel, but make sure that, you know, you're not just blindly following the lists and adjust for, um, you know, adjust for, for what you're actually seeing. If you have questions about how to do that, um, Discord is a great place to go at um, discord.offcurve.com. That's a, a great resource where people can help you with, you know, tuning your decks and these types of things and, and just kind of help you get better. So that's, that's a, you know, a plug for that. But, you know, and I mean, any disc, any Discord would be good. I'm just kind of going to, I'm biased to mine because mine is wonderful. But, you know, um, but yeah, do make sure that you're tuning your deck appropriately. And, and sometimes it's appropriate to put in a hard tech when, when Vicious Syndicate's saying not to, right? It's, but you know, do that with caution, and understand, make sure that you're you're doing that with eyes wide open, and with the data to back up that it is the right thing to do. 
All right, so that's going to do it for uh, for this episode. As always, you can find the links in this show note in the show notes at offcurve.com. Um, you can follow the show's account on Twitter for just new announcements for when new episodes go live. Um, at offcurve on Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter at Wicked Good. Uh, you can also um, I stream Monday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern and Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern at um, twitch.offcurve.com or you can just go to twitch.tv slash wickedgoodfm um, you know it's a, it's a you know and, and the discord as well is at discord.offcurve.com I know I just mentioned that um, both those are really great communities um, it would be lovely to have you um, just you know very we, we keep it very very positive as much as we can and um, you know and good discussion and um, just a lovely group of people so we definitely love to have you there um and uh, that's about it. So, you know, I guess see you next year. <laughs> it's weird to say, but I guess, uh, you know, it's true. And uh, be good to each other. We'll talk soon. Have a good one.